this is more than just a belief. Some beliefs change over time. But this is a conviction that we're going to stick to and we're going to draw a line in the sand and we're going to build our life on these convictions or at least allow these convictions to guide our life when the opportunities arise. Parents, it's time to celebrate. The new On Purpose Parents podcast, a Saddleback Parents podcast has arrived for tips, ideas, and encouragement to help you win at being an on-purpose parent. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you like it? Well, I mean, isn't this, did you, do this did you do this last time. Yeah, baby. And I, I didn't know we decided it was going to be an ongoing bit. We didn't. We didn't. Nope. Look at Chris. So, He's like grooving in the corner there. How about He's how about if it. we how about if we decide together right now that it's <laughs> not going to be an ongoing bit? All right. How's let that? Just, let me just turn it off then. I think producer I mean, Chris no. is trying to tell us something that we need to bring more more dancey energy, more life, <laughs> more life, more joy. It's more me. Just I I just need to wake up a little more. I think. That yeah. was for me. You guys are okay. great. Hey, I you love guys it. Keep doing I love, your I'm, thing. I'm, I'm a fan of music. I'm a, I'm a fan <laughs> of music. And grooving. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to a, back to another episode of our On Purpose Parents podcast. I am Kurt Johnston with my co-host. I'm Grace. And our always wonderful, very controversial, <laughs> music-loving producer, producer Chris. Good to see you. Yeah, producer thanks. slash DJ. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. He needed the music to go with his DJ voice because of the three of us, he does. He has the best radio that is, voice. That's a really true point. He has the best. Okay, he probably say has something. A, something. Oh, boo. <laughs> what do you want me to say? How, why do you think this is a radio voice? Because it's so. It really is. It's so deep. It's my, it's my allergies. Yeah. He also probably, <laughs> in all seriousness, he probably also has the best radio face. <laughs> oh, gosh. we got to get him on on Ouch. camera. <laughs> Producer Chris, I had to. I had to. My wife is going to listen to this, and she's going to. I'm in trouble. For, for making a snarky <laughs> joke. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Old habits die hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are going to kick off this this next month. Mm-hmm. We, we've done it before. Yes. In our in our very young podcast history, we've already done this once before, but we're going to do it again. And that is, we're going to do a multi week series. Mm-hmm. We're we're going to take a topic or an uh, like an umbrella topic and kind of unpack and look at it over the next few weeks. And we're going to do four weeks on a series title we are calling Anchored. And the idea is that as we raise our kids, really starting at an early age, and this becomes more and more important as they get older, and you see the payoff of this as your kids enter, say, upper elementary, early adolescence in their teen years, is when you really begin to see the payoff and the benefit if you start putting these anchors out Mm -hmm. in your child's life early. And um, in life, there's all kinds of things that are super important. There's all kinds of character traits and spiritual, biblical traits and qualities that that we want our kids to have. And so we picked four that we think as our kids navigate this, pretend they're on the big ocean of life, they're on the sea of life, um, that when they need to drop anchor, because things get a little bit stormy, life gets a little bit stormy. Mm. What are some anchors that will help them as they navigate and help them stay a little bit more secure as they navigate life? And like I said, there's way more than four. 
And we're not even going to talk about the, the most obvious one. And part of that is because we decided it's the most obvious one. And this entire podcast is dedicated to helping our kids, in essence, be anchored in Christ. Mm. Um, that's one of our fundamental purposes of raising our kids, as we've talked about in almost every episode. So we're not going to use being anchored in Christ as one of our anchors. That's kind of the assumption. That's a little bit of a given. But we did pick four. Um, Grace and I and producer Chris, we kind of battered around mm-hmm. and, and we debated a little bit and came up with these four that we think are pretty important anchors that we want to have in our child's lives. Mm-hmm. And the earlier we start anchoring them in these things, then when life does get a little bit more consequential mm-hmm. as they get older, they'll have these anchors in place to kind of keep them, um, what's the word? Rooted? No, that's a that's a different. That's anchored. like a farming analogy. Keep them. Keep yeah. them anchored. Keep I them think. Anchored. Yeah. That's, Thank you. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's the word. I'm not sure why I lost my analogy. <laughs> it's I, good. Thank you. We'll keep them anchored. That's why we're calling it anchored. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm going to step aside now. And Chris, you want to take over for me? No, you, you're doing great, man. Oh man. What? So I'm excited about this this game world? too. But uh, before we get started, I do have a question. I yeah. came into the, the our little room studio today, and there's this wonderful plaque on the table. Can we? Ooh. Is that the plaque sound effect? Maybe. So, so what's going on here? Well, we mentioned this a couple episodes ago. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, it doesn't really matter that much. But this is the silver YouTube plaque that our kids ministry was awarded by YouTube for having hundreds of thousands of followers. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. Um, but it used to be back kind of out of the way. And I, my hunch is, I mean, we walked in, we saw it, we could have moved it, but we thought, well, that's kind of funny. Cause I think somebody else must've put it up there. I don't well, know. Ariel was Some, in here. When, Ariel, when we were gone. Ariel was in here helping set up. Yeah. Saddleback kids. And he's our Saddleback kids. Con- <laughs> he's like one guy. of the leaders of our content cur- curriculum team. Yeah. So he probably put that right there. Oh yeah. To give himself a little <laughs> shot. Probably, probably was him. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, you know what? I respect the uh, the initiative. The flex. I, I the flex. Yes. Thank you. That's such like, a younger. Look way at to our say button. It. That's such a younger. <laughs> the flex. That was a good flex on our Saddleback Kids team. Okay. Nice. So let's jump right into yes, it. Yes, let's do we're it. Gonna, we're going to talk about today as we talk about what do we want our kids to be anchored in. These are in no particular order of importance. Mm-hmm. They might build on each other a little bit here and there, but what we want to talk about today is anchoring our kids in conviction, Mm. having the right convictions in their life. Um, And, you know, I think out of the gate, it's important to talk about, well, what, how do you define a conviction? And and there's different ways to think about it. Um, And a lot of people, I actually think a lot of people use the word conviction when they really don't mean it. Hmm. And what I mean by that is there is a difference between a conviction and a belief. And a lot of times people say, well, I'm really convicted that I shouldn't eat chocolate ice cream anymore. Mm. I mean, you might be, you might be convicted depending on how severe, how severely you believe it. But Mm -hmm. what I would say is beliefs are the things you believe to be, to be true. Mm -hmm. By the way, some of your beliefs are in fact true. Some of your beliefs probably aren't true or some of your beliefs are true to you. Hmm. We live in a day and age where we talk about, well, that's my truth. And that can be very dangerous because there is absolute truth, but there in, there is truth that is true to you that may not be true to somebody else. Right. So I can yeah. say uh, vanilla ice cream is without a doubt the best ice cream in the world. And a lot of you would say, that's <laughs> no. not true. That's not, that's not true. But that's, that's my belief. Right. 
Now, a conviction is something that you're willing to draw a line in the sand over. A conviction is where you go. That's I'll, I'll die. I'll die on that hill. I'll I'll go toe to toe with my friends to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I'll make life decisions based on that. Big life decisions based on that. So we're not talking so much about beliefs. We're talking about how do we anchor our children in the right convictions. Are there things in our kids' lives, and there should be, mm-hmm. that they are willing, we as a family are willing to draw a line in the sand and say, look, this is more than just a belief. Be- some beliefs change over time. But this is a conviction that we're going to stick to, and mm-hmm. we're going to draw a line in the sand, and we're going to build our life on these convictions, or at least allow these convictions to guide our life when the opportunities arise, when they, when they need to. And so that's how we're defining conviction. Um, and I think one of the, one of the first things to think about is like what or who determines your convictions, mm. right? Like if, if you're going to have these items in your life that these, these are the things we draw a line in the sand, then the very next question would probably be, okay, but what determines those? Hmm. How do we know? Yeah, where does it come from? Where does it come from? And by the way, you can be very non-spiritual and have convictions, yeah. right? You can have very, you can, there, there are all kinds of people who are people of conviction who it's not based in anything scriptural or spiritual. And some of those convictions, we as Jesus followers would say, those are good convictions. That's, right. That's a yeah. great conviction. Absolutely. doesn't matter if you're a Jesus follower or not. Um, for, for us, though, as, as followers of Jesus and people who work in the church, um, and most of you listening to this podcast probably are followers of Jesus, or at least you're open to the idea, um, we're going to make the case here. We're not going to build a whole case, but I'm just going to make the case out of the gate that y- you want your convictions to be either rooted in Scripture. In other words, well, here, I'll, 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 let me change that. You either want your convictions to come directly from Scripture or you want them to be scripture rooted, mm. scripture friendly. They don't contradict scripture um, if they don't come directly from scripture. So you could use an example. Um, I'm trying to think of something that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think really quickly off the top of my head of one that may not come directly from the Bible, but is at least Bible friendly. Mm. Um, but cleanliness is next to godliness. Mm. Cleanliness is next to God. So keep your room clean. You know that's yeah. not scripture, but hygiene. See now, now see Chris, being you're safe, you're, being you're healthy. Actually, you're actually making these are all good things that I I would say. Yeah, those are good, and the, they certainly don't contradict the Bible. I think you just raised a great example. Yeah. So now we're just totally freestyling, which is okay. This whole this, <laughs> totally whole, this whole podcast is a freestyle. But Chris, what you just said, keep your room clean. To me. That might be a a value. Mm-hmm. It might be a belief that you know a, a clean room is. Is that a <clears throat> conviction? Mm, that's a good example, right? Like, and I guess I suppose it could be for you as a parent, but it doesn't necessarily have to be for me as a parent. But that's a great example of. And I'm just going to pick on you for a second, producer Chris. And it's just it's just a peek into Kurt's mind. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean I'm right. To me, that's an example of something that I wouldn't say is a conviction mm. because you're not going to draw a line in the sand and go to war and over a clean room when there's way bigger 
quote unquote convictions. I think a conviction is like a belief on steroids mm. to me. That's and I you know the belief of keep your room clean. Okay, there's some there's some good discipline and some values and and stuff in that. Is it a conviction? How many convictions can we have? Right. How many convictions do we want to try to get our kids to really hold tight mm. onto? Cleaning the room could be one. How about honesty is the best policy? Honesty is the best policy, I would tend to say, is much more of a conviction than keep your room clean. Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You did it. Give yourself a, <laughs> some applause. <laughs> there you go. If That's people good. listening to the podcast wonder how much time do they put into this ahead of time, how much do they, how much do they work together, we've just revealed. <laughs> Not, not very We're much, uncovering. but I do hope, I, I do secrets. think that that's part of what's fun about this podcast yeah. is we are just three parents mm-hmm. talking about parenting right? and we're not experts in all this stuff. And our hope is every podcast that you listen to for 30 minutes, you get one or two nuggets that help you win as a that's parent right. and, and we move on. So yeah. there's, there's some things to think about. Convictions are, should be either rooted in God's word, or at the very least, shouldn't contradict God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of us who, who are concerned about that as, as Jesus followers, and we probably can't have 45 convictions, although we might. I mean, I guess I guess we probably do have 45 convictions mm-hmm. if you think about all the stuff that scripture says we should be paying attention to. But as parents, right. you kind of navigate what are, the, what are those big ones that we really want to instill in our children. Yeah. And they will, we're always adding convictions as we grow in our, in our faith and our understanding of scripture and things like that. And you know what we could say to people who aren't followers of Jesus, maybe that are listening to this is that we've, we have, I mean, okay, we're not experts. We say that so many times you guys are going to hear us say that. In fact, when we were experts, it was before we had kids. (laughs) That's when (laughs) when we used to be experts. So we're, we're not experts, but we have been in this zone for a long time, and I I know we have read so many books and listened to blog, you know, you know, read blogs and listened to podcasts, and I think that out of all, and Kurt, you've written a lot of books. I mean, you've written by yourself, but you've written with other people, and you've produced resources. I mean, well, well over fifty, I know, but out of all the stuff that 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 we've done, we look at God's word, and we would say, you know what, the Bible is going to be the best. Right. It's the best out there for relationships yeah. of all kind, including for parents and yeah, their kids. For sure. And by the way, a whole lot of convictions that non-church people hold are Bible-based. Mm-hmm. They just don't always realize it. Yep. So almost every parent in the world would say, hey, treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Yep. Treat people the way you would like to be treated in their shoes. Well, that comes straight from God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of us that have convictions, uh, a lot of people who have convictions that, that are scripturally rooted, even though we may not be mm-hmm. Jesus followers ourselves. So, right. okay. So there's sort of a, a much longer backdrop, Yeah. but Grace, why don't you jump into some of your thoughts about, Absolutely. you know, how do we, what's the importance of anchoring our kid, yeah. our children with convictions? Yeah. So really appreciate that backdrop that you set, Kurt, and even the dialogue that you had with Chris, I think that's really helpful because um, one of my first points in how we can help our kids instill and be aware of their convictions is we as parents have to be aware of that. So just even that pondering of, is it a conviction or is it just a, you know, a nice to have? 
and even wrestling with it. Sometimes it's not straightforward. And thinking that through, I think is a really helpful exercise as parents. So taking that, one of the tips that I have is to link the walk to the talk. So these are ways, again, I have just have three quick points on how we can encourage our kids to be aware of their convictions and to be anchored in their convictions as they go through all their different stages and ages of life. And so as actively as we can, linking the things that we do, our actions, our behaviors, to our stated conviction. So first, to your point, in order to do that, as a family, we need to know what our core convictions are. And that might take time. Like we said, it may not be something that is super obvious or can evolve over time, the things that you are really sort of drawing the line in the sand on. But just to encourage our listeners out there that this is a worthwhile thing to think about. And you could could brainstorm together as a family. Our family actually have been pondering these seven convictions or values, you can say. We're we're struggling because we're trying to make them all start with G's. Mm, so we're like, yes. we have like God's grace. We have gratitude. We have generosity. We have growth, you know, things like yeah. that. But that, yeah, that's good. Let, if I can in, interject yeah. for just a second. Um, I love that. We, and we probably introduced this a little bit late and I'm not sure how well we like followed up on it. But when each of our kids graduated from junior high, we took them out individually to, to dinner and, and we had notes from people that were meaningful that we gave them. And, but one of the things we did was we introduced to them what I called like, um, what's, what's to the third power. What's that called? Oh, that's, I guess that's to the third power. They're they're squared. And then there's to the third power, but we had this like true to the third power Hmm. and it was true to Christ, true to others, true to myself. Hmm. And those were like the three convictions that we said, Hey, as you enter high school, Hmm. there's going to be a lot going on in your world. Here's three things. Here's three convictions. Here's three anchors. We didn't use that language at the time. Right. To hold on to. Always be true to Jesus, be true to others, and be true to yourself. Um, And that, to to us, that was an example of your seven Gs. Yeah. That we're still trying to figure out. There's a couple words where we're like, oh, that's not exactly (laughs) what we intended, but how do we genuine, you know, but but being true The point being is... Figure yeah. that stuff out as parents, right? And you can change it and morph it, right? But be intentional. You probably won't That's develop right. conviction in your kids unintentionally. Well, right. uh, you might. You probably won't develop the ones you really value right. unintentionally. Exactly. You might unintentionally develop convictions that you wouldn't want to if you were being more thoughtful about it. Right. Exactly. And we and, had we well, had five H's. Oh, you did. Ours. Did you, you really? Yeah. Another well, letter. Let me, okay. So humility, honesty. Um, Hardworking, hospitable, and I do not remember the last What's eight. the last one? <laughs> Doggone it. Have fun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to let us know because that's yeah. good. That's really Those good. Those are good. Yeah. That's awesome. There, there was five though, I remember. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Sorry, but we interrupted you, but no, your, but your, point, so your good. point was so good. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the benefit of that is that when you have those stated values or those convictions that may, again, take time to develop, then you can actually reference them. And by referencing them and actively connecting them intentionally, there's a lot of power in that. I think kids need to understand why parents do what they do and have that be intentionally verbalized really reinforces 
that conviction and that belief, um, that consistency again of the the action and the stated belief. So, you know, for example, it could be like, you know, dad was out late tonight. You know, he was not planning to do that, but he had to, he wanted to have a conversation with someone who's going through a hard time. And, you know, that's really important for us as a family to be there for people when they're struggling and to be open to helping people, things like that, yep. like making that link between the behavior. Yep. Good. And the one point I will wrap up this first, you know, concept is as parents, you do not have to be perfect in living out your convictions to be able to make that link, that mm -hmm. link between the walk to the talk. You know, an apology that I had to make recently with my girls was something like this was actually happened recently. It's like, hey, girls, I am I'm so sorry. I was really extra grumpy earlier. I've just been feeling a lot of pressure. There's been a lot of things I've been trying to get done on my to-do list. I feel like I'm falling behind and not getting things done. So I was just under a lot of stress. And when you guys started bickering, it just took me over the edge and I did not respond the way that I would have wanted to respond. It really wasn't you guys. It was more my state and where I was at. And you know, one of our family values or our convictions is that our mistakes don't define us. Like we can always grow, that life is a journey, that we can always improve. So one of the things that I'm going to work on is how mm. can I be in a better mindset so that I don't behave in ways that I don't want to? Um, and they were so responsive to that, like being able to just point out my mistakes, but then tie it back to our convictions or our values I think it's those imperfect parenting moments yes. can be the most valuable life lessons. And it encourages our kids, you know, you don't have to give up your convictions if you mess up. Right. You can keep working at it. It's not like a one and done thing that this is a lifelong journey and not to get discouraged if you feel like you missed the mark. Because yep. convictions can put that pressure sometime of some sort of standard that you're constantly failing. Yes. But failure is sometimes the best way to reinforce what we are really going to stand for right? and right. how to turn, our, turn back around. That's really good. So that's the first one. I have two more. Um, the second one for kids, and this might be more for parents who have younger kids, is to role play. So really living out your convictions, you see when they are real true convictions, when they're tested, mm. when you're under pressure. But a lot of times, when you're out in the real world and you face that pressure, you, you're you like stuck. It's like the right. panic mode because right. you haven't experienced it yeah, before. Yeah, it might be the first time yeah. that you're bumping up against something. Right, like, oh my goodness, I've been told, like, you know, be true to yourself right. is a, a value and a conviction, but I feel so lost with my friend groups and, you right. know, this, this particular situation. Um, so we've done this a lot with my two girls. And when they were younger, it was like things like, like safety related. Like if someone comes to you at the park and says, hey, I have a van full of puppies. Are you going to go with them? You know, we'll role play it like, hey, Zoe, I got a van full of puppies. You want to come? And they'll be like Gosh. playing along. Like, I'll tell you what, cute, <laughs> cute little puppies. That would, that'll challenge. Any, Are you going to say yes? That'll challenge any <laughs> conviction. Cute little puppies. I know. Kitty cats. Not so much. Right. Puppies. Oh man. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm sprinting. <laughs> I'm sprinting to that van. All our, all our kitty I'm cat sprinting. parents are unsubscribing. No. <laughs> 
but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to dogs, and so uh, we didn't or cats and that. stuff like yeah. that. But what I would teach our kids is dogs. Some sometimes they lick, and sometimes they bite. Mm. So be careful for those dogs. Right, you and gotta be sure prepared. enough. The, the youngest one got got bit by a dog in the eye that she was petting, and <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so those anyway anyway. <laughs> So that was like the early stages of like role play. And then we had like when they were a little bit older, we actually did some role play for future peer pressure scenes. Like, and one of the things I have been super mindful to tell my kids is, okay, you guys aren't experiencing this yet. But in the future, when you, you may not listen to me and you may go to, let's say a party and there are things happening at the party that make you uncomfortable. You may feel, oh, I can't call mom. I can't call dad because- I went behind their backs and I'm at this party and I tell them, no, Mm. always call me and I will pick up the phone. I'll come pick you up and I'll be super proud that you called me like safety first, your comfort first. So we'll role play that, you know, like that scenario where they're at the party and all that stuff. Um, And then most recently, actually, we role play with Karis on like actual real situations she's having with friends, like drama, like friends that say, well, I don't like that person, so I don't want you to like that person either. And we actually, Sam was like, okay, let me try. So he pretended to be Karis, and he was too too aggressive. And I was like, no, 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 I can, I can do it better. So I was like, I'm <laughs> pretending to be Karis, and Karis will be that friend. And I was just way too complex. And so it's like, it's like, oh, like, it's actually not easy. It's not always obvious, but going through that exercise um, really just helps convictions play out in practice mm-hmm. before the real thing. Um, and the last one I have is teaching your kids how to reflect. I think as parents, we sometimes underestimate that our kids, even at a young age, have the power to reflect, to look back and think, okay, what was good about that situation that I did? What could I have done better? What did I contribute to the situation? And I think when it comes to guiding our kids with conviction, it's so much easier just to tell them what to do. Be nice, be kind, be generous, be whatever it is. But what can happen if we do that is we, the kids, it's not their own conviction. Mm. It's just, they're just obeying. And maybe they're really good at obeying and that's great. But when you're not around, when it's just them in, with the real world, what convictions do they really embody as their own? Right. So when we ask questions like, well, what do you think was good about that situation? What was the, what do you think, you know, we could have, that person was feeling, what were you feeling? They start to think, okay, what is important to me? What is the type of behavior that I want to do? And I'll just share a quick story that um, we could lead by example in this. My kids are always asking, well, tell us about a time where, um, you know, you reflected or you've made a mistake or you regret it. And I told them one time this high school, maybe late middle school, high school story where this guy had asked me to a dance at school. And I said, no, not because I just didn't want to go with him, but because he wasn't like a cool guy, you know? So I was sort of very hyper-focused on like, oh, what are people going to think about me? Like, I can't, I can't be associated with him. It was like, not great. And so then he was like, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to go with my friends. So we were at the dance. And then he actually had the courage to come up and ask me for a dance. And I said, no, again, that, that's fine. Like as a, 
that's my choice. I can say no, but it really wasn't me saying no because, oh, I just wasn't interested. It was a knee-jerk reaction against, what would people think if like, you know, I'm dancing with this guy who's just not as cool. So I told the girls like, wow, looking back, I really regret that. Like, I don't want my life decisions, big or small, to be based Mm -hmm. on something as shallow as what do people think? Like, what are my actual convictions and how do I live that out? And they, the girls were so engrossed in that. Like Mm. Karis, it's more relevant to her because she's kind of getting aware of these social things. And Zoe, my empathetic one, actually cried for the boy. She was like, mommy, that was was not nice. (laughs) But sharing stories like that, thinking and reflecting back can really help them and me and parents say, what is it that we really want? To, how do? How is it that we really want to live our lives? So yeah, those are my my three yeah, those tips. Are, those are awesome. Link the walk, the talk, role play, teach kids how to reflect. A couple just sort of closing thoughts. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. One thought would be that your kids' convictions, especially as they age, in some ways will and should be different than yours as a parent. Hopefully not in the ones that you value the most. There are convictions that my adult children have that mirror mine and my wives. In our case, the ones that we really care about. And then they've both got some convictions that for me would never be a conviction. And that's okay. Yeah, That's okay. Um, as your kids begin to develop certain passions, convictions, I would encourage parents, try not to talk them out of convictions unless you really feel like you have to. Mm. Um but if they if they have some convictions that aren't like dangerous or contrary to scripture, but they're important to them, that's okay. Um, so, you know, you might have a child. I'm just thinking of something. A child just suddenly becomes all about saving the dolphins. Mm. I'm, I, we got to save the dolphins. I'm going to save the dolphins. I'm going to give my life to saving the dolphins. As a parent, you might think that's weird. That's a weird one to. But it doesn't contradict scripture. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with saving the dolphins. And so, if they're super passionate and they're convicted that they're not going to eat tuna and albacore and all the things because dolphins get caught in the nets, then okay. Right. They, 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 they're, they're living out their convictions, freedom to live out and wrestle through some of the minor convictions that they might have helps them process and think about the ones that are, that are more important. Mm. And then my final thought would be, you know, as, as we raise kids of conviction, we always want to do our best to help them understand. Yep. This stuff is really important. These are the things you're going to draw a line in the sand. And if you have to, you're going to stand up for this stuff. This is the stuff that you go toe to toe if you have to. This is the, you might lose friendships over this. You mm-hmm. might you might decide not to marry the girl you fall in love with in college because of this conviction. Whatever it might be. But you don't have to be off-putting in the process. Mm. You can, you can be firm. You can stand up for what you believe. You can be a, a young man, a young woman of conviction without being like everything is a conflict. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get up in people's face about it. You don't, even if it comes to that, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, you're, you're away at college and a professor starts teaching something that you know in your heart you do not believe. Well, you can, you can draw a line in the sand, but you don't have to make a fuss about it mm-hmm. unless the opportunity demands that. Um, I've just never seen too many people argument, get in an argument and argue somebody else over to their side of a conviction. Um, People change their convictions all the time, but it's usually not because somebody was in their face with a bullhorn 
pointing out why their convictions are right and these are wrong. Um, so just some stuff to yeah. think about. Um, one of the Bible's convictions would be kindness. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, when possible, do your best. So when possible mm-hmm. means it's not always possible. Do your best to live at peace with one another. So when we can, even if we're sticking up for our convictions, we want to be kind and compassionate and, and, and stick up for what we believe in a peaceful, loving way. So there you go. Thanks for listening. Our first week of our anchor series, anchoring our kids in conviction, and we will see you very shortly. Bye everyone. Thanks for joining the on purpose parents podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help us by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. If you're listening on our Saddleback Parents YouTube channel, please like and leave a comment. Also, remember to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. You can connect with us by texting the word parents to the number 83000, following us on Instagram at Saddleback Parents, and emailing your comments to parents at saddleback.com. As a huge thank you, you can browse our hundreds of free resources at onpurposeparents.com. All created to help you win at parenting. We'll catch you next time.